Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disneyland bride Claire Kilborn about her escape wedding. And Claire has a lot of great tips for the budget when you are planning at Disneyland, so I thought that you guys would be interested to hear all of those. Welcome, Claire. Hi, Carrie. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Let's start at the beginning and find out how did you and your fiance decide that you wanted to have a wedding at Disneyland and you wanted to have an escape wedding? So we've actually always been major Disney people, and I've been going to the Disney parks almost every year for a few years with my family, and we would always walk by that wedding window at the Grand Californian that they used to have, right. and I would always just kind of stop and stare at it and go, oh, I wish I wish I could get married at Disneyland, and then I got engaged at the Napa Rose in 2010, and we started looking at wedding options, and we noticed that the escape package is actually a really good deal for what you get. So that's when we went ahead and uh, decided that that was the best choice for us. Yeah, that's a good point. For my listeners who are not familiar with the way Disneyland Disney's fairy tale weddings work, at Disneyland, the escape wedding actually includes a meal. And so not only is that a great value just across the board at Disney, but especially in Los Angeles, where it can be so expensive to get married. We're from Seattle, the Seattle area. And up here, we looked at a couple different venues. And just to rent the space for a couple hours, we were looking at, you know, anywhere between five to $10,000 just for the space alone. So the fact that the escape wedding comes with a meal, it comes with the day of coordinator, it comes with your officiant if you'd like to go through their options. It's incredible. It was perfect for us. That's great. So how did your friends and family react when they found out that's where you were going to get married? There was definitely a lot of mixed reactions. A lot of people were pretty judgy because you immediately think Disneyland, oh, is Mickey going to marry you? And, <laughs> you know, it's so childish. And But the day of, I think, once everybody, you know, got to the ceremony venue and once we got to the reception venue, they realized, nope, this is a full-fledged wedding and it's perfect. It is what you make it. We didn't really have too many aspects of Disney itself, or at least, you know, the mouse itself in our wedding. We had little hidden bits and pieces, but we didn't want it to seem like a kid's birthday. <laughs> so we tried to keep it as adult as we could in Disney, if that makes any sense. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's exactly what we did at Walt Disney World. Yeah, we had our cake topper was Mickey and Minnie getting married. My mom actually found a really cute music box online, and that was our cake topper. And then we had mouse ears as the favors. So everybody got customized mouse ears. But that was really it that I can think of that, you know, was a hint at Disney itself, other than the fact that we were at the Grand Californian. Interesting. So how many guests did you invite and how many made the trip? So we ended up inviting, this is going to sound so, so horrible, but we had a round one list 
right, of about 18 people that we invited, and that would include, you know, grandparents, aunts, uncles, family, all of our family. And if the family couldn't make it, then we had a B list or, you know, second list, and those were more friends. So we had, you know, our family was top priority. If they could come, then they got a spot. But we had some grandparents that, you know, they're just too old to travel. They're not comfortable flying. John's family's on the East Coast. Mine's in the Pacific Northwest. So not everybody was going to make the trip. So if we had any seats available, that's when we opened it up to our friends to say, hey, did you guys want to come and went from there. Interesting. And, you know, I think that's becoming more common because especially with like escape where there's a cap on the number of people you can have. I know as a guest, I would not be offended to know that I was on the friend list and hey, you know, they had some slots open up because family wasn't coming and now I get to go. So yeah. Right. And it was kind of nice because then, you know, everybody wants to come initially. You know, you always get asked by everybody, even people you barely know, when's the wedding? When can I come? So it was kind of nice to say, oh, sorry, we only have 18 spots. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Yeah. So tell me about which options from the escape package that you chose and whether you added any upgrades. So I think that the bouquet that we went with or the flowers that we went with, I believe it was called the whimsical bouquet. It's the more colorful kind of random looking option. And I really liked that because it reminded me of Alice in Wonderland, just how random and colorful it was. And the corsages and the boutonnieres, you know, matched that. We actually, the way that we saved money is we didn't have very many add-ons at all. My bridesmaid got a corsage instead of a bouquet. That right there saved me easily. I think it was about a hundred bucks. The moms got corsages and then the groomsmen and my and the dads, they got boutonnieres. And other than that, we had a, a speakers and audio plug-in for DJ iPod, which was a playlist we put together ourselves on an iPod. And that was about it. Interesting. And did that cost extra? The speakers and audio plug-in did. I can't remember off the top of my head how much it was. I remember, though, that it still was probably close to $2,000 cheaper <laughs> than getting an actual DJ. So it's still, even though I think it was a couple hundred dollars, but it was still so much cheaper than the alternative. Right. Did you modify the menu at all? Not at all, no. We think we were only given about two different options as far as menu was concerned. And looking at the two, I let my husband make the choice because I'm not picky and he kind of is. So I let him choose the menu. We didn't modify it at all. And it turned out perfect. That's great. Can you give a basic timeline for how your day ran? I actually woke up nice and early, and I did sleep well the previous night, which I I was amazed. Uh, My husband told me that he didn't sleep a wink the night before, but I was able to sleep fine. Um, Woke up early. My parents had rented a, um, we call it the rock star suite at the Grand Californian. Um, So it's the one with the two bedrooms, you know, and then like a gathering area in the middle. Um, So I woke up early, sat on the deck, watched California Adventure for a couple of minutes before I went down to Starbucks, got myself a lemon loaf and a water, and I made sure to tell them I'm a bride today. So they made sure to put pride on the sticker for me. And then um, went to the getting ready room. Uh, we went with uh, fairy tale hair and makeup, and Tara was already there waiting for us, even though we were only a minute late, which I was super impressed by. Got ready, and really the whole day was a bunch of hurry up and wait, it seemed. Something would happen, and okay, it's time to do this, hurry up, hurry. Okay, now just wait again. And so it was just a bunch of that until finally we went through the ceremony, the reception, and afterwards 
we changed into more park appropriate attire and our photographer went with us into the park to take pictures there as well. And then we collapsed out of exhaustion. <laughs> so <laughs> that was our day. I should have asked earlier, which ceremony venue did you choose? So we got married at the garden uh, at the Grand Californian. It has the backdrop of, sadly, it's kind of like the smoking area. So, Well, you know what? It's the same at Walt Disney World. Some of the locations are smoking areas. Right? And I'm like, oh, that's classy. But they kept, I mean, they kept people out of there during our shindig. So thank you. But still, uh, they put up a cute little wooden barrier, you know. But it was outside. It was kind of near the pool. But I didn't hear anything during the ceremony. And there was, you know, some foliage. So I didn't even see the pool. And then the reception was in the Brisa Courtyard, which I loved because randomly the monorail would come through. And it was just kind of that little, you know, hint, reminder of, oh, by the way, you're at Disneyland. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to ask you about is you mentioned using a getting ready room. Was that free as part of the event package or did you have to pay for that? It was part of it. I call it the getting ready room because I'm not really sure what else to call it. It was the Iris Conference Room. I believe is the technical term, but in the Iris room, I believe, yeah, like I said, it was just a conference room, but it was all cleared out. They had a couple mirrors set up for us and a table and chairs and a partition that we could get changed behind, but it was, it was really, really nice to have that option, not having to get ready in our hotel room. That's where the men got ready and all of us ladies got ready in the Iris room. That's great. Yeah, but that is part of it as well. That's wonderful. Yet another thing that you don't get at Walt Disney World. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure what's different. So I'm not sure what to alliterate on. So what were the most important aspects of your wedding where you focused your attention and your budget? Definitely the dress. Um, It wasn't supposed to be that way uh, originally. I'm not much of a girly girl. I don't really like going shopping for clothes. I was actually dreading shopping for my wedding dress. It just didn't seem like a fun thing to me. And we went to Alfred Angelo in our hometown here. And I went, okay, look, if I'm getting a dress, I want it to be a Disney dress because I'm getting married at Disney. Makes sense to me. And I was, you know, I originally wanted, I think it was the Cinderella dress. It was some poofy, glittery ball ball gown. And I, you know, on the model, it looked amazing. And I I didn't know what to do with my arms. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, "Uh, I don't think I can move in this, let alone be comfortable So I ended up with the Tiana dress, which surprised me because it's so unique looking, but it was so flattering on me. So I ended up with the Tiana gown and then hair and makeup, because again, not being a girly girl, I didn't, I can't do my own hair and makeup. I'm horrible at it. And so that's why I went with fairy tale hair and makeup, because I know if David Tatera works with them, I want to work with them. And besides myself, as selfish as that is, The most important thing, honestly, was the guests and the favors. I really wanted them to have personalized mouse ears as not only their favors, but as their place settings. I thought that'd be kind of cool to have a two-in-one. Oh, that's great. And did you buy those through your Disney wedding planner or the floral department? No, I didn't ask if I could. Um, I didn't even think about that. (laughs) Instead, uh, the first day we got into the park, we went to the Mad Hatter over by the Alice in Wonderland ride. And this poor cast member had to help me embroider 18 hats in (laughs) in the park. So (laughs) I didn't even think about it. But she was so sweet. She actually ended up giving us the uh, bride and groom ears for free. 
Yeah, because she was like, oh, it's your wedding. Have this. It's from me. And we made sure to stop at town hall and let them know how amazing she was. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, we were spoiled. So then what aspects of the planning were less important to you where you maybe saved some money or some effort? I didn't really care much about the decor. I figured the resort itself is very well maintained and beautiful as it is, that I didn't really feel the need to add anything to it. And then for the music and entertainment, DJ iPod was, it was a lot of work. It took us days to put this thing together, but it was completely worth it. We asked everybody on the invitations uh, what song would make them dance, or I promise, you know, to dance if you play this. And we made sure to put every song that somebody recommended mixed in there. So at some point, somebody was hopping up and dancing, so... That's interesting. Tell me about that because the reception that goes with Escape is sort of, it's shorter and it's just the meal. So how did you work in the dancing? It, was it like that? Were people eating and then all of a sudden they just leap out of their chairs and start dancing? So, no, that'd be amazing. Though. That'd be like, <laughs> no, actually we did have time to dance. So that's interesting that you mentioned that. So the way that it worked for us is the guests were kind of ushered from the the ceremony location over to the reception location while John and I got pictures taken, you know, while we made our way slowly over to join them. And then John and I had a first dance and then I believe then we ate dinner or then we had parent dances. I'm, I feel horrible for saying, but I don't remember which happened first. I think we ate dinner first and then there was time for dancing. So that's when we did our father daughter dance, our mother son dance, the cake cutting, and then there was about two hours for dancing, I believe. There was quite a bit of time. That's great. Yeah. So it's it's nice that, you know, that's interesting. So they don't have that at the Disney World escape package. Yeah, they let you add on a private event that's about two hours, but they don't let you have a DJ or any of that because they don't want you to try to get wishes for less. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, at, at Disneyland, the way that we had it set up, I'm extremely OCD. So DJ iPod started off with, think like think like background music. So like once people were seated for dinner, it was music from Ratatouille or music from Up, you know, that kind of background. There's no lyrics to it, just random Disney music. And then after about an hour, it was set to go to more dancey music. So and just because that's included in the escapes package. Does that make sense? I see. Yeah. And then when it was time to queue up specific songs, how did you do that? Either I went over <laughs> and did it myself, part of that OCD uh, in me, or a lot of the time it, you know, we would start to hear a song play and I would go, oh, it's time for blank and kind of tell people. So it was, it was a mix of both. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. People ate a lot faster than they, than we thought they would. <laughs> yeah. So the background music, once I noticed people were just kind of waiting, I was like, oh, okay, time to skip ahead to, you know, the dancier stuff. Interesting. Okay. So what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? Definitely seeing John at the end of the aisle. He was a nervous wreck the entire morning, uh, which was surprising because he's usually the calm and cool one. And I, I was pretty chill. You know, of course I was nervous and I was excited, but in, you know, in comparison. Um, and so when we finally got to see each other, at the end of the aisle, it was like a wave of relief. It was, okay, there he is. I feel so much better now. Let's get this show on the road kind of feeling. That's great. 
Did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? A few things, but at, at the end of the day, it really didn't matter. We wanted to do, like, not necessarily bubble guns because the ones from the park are a little out of our budget, but <laughs> I was just thinking, like, ones from Walmart. But bubbles during the recessional would have been so nice, and we completely spaced on it. We had a guest book. One of my old friends had drawn up an Alice in Wonderland drawing where I wanted people to sign the roses in red. And the sign next to it said, help us paint the roses red, which led people to believe that I literally wanted them to color in the roses. So now I have a lovely picture in my living room with mostly colored in roses. And then once I told people, oh, this was for signatures, guys, (laughs) they were like, oh, oh, no. And they came over and signed where there was space. So that was kind of a bummer. (laughs) It's fine. It's all good. And then my grandmother, my great aunt, and my grandpa left before we could take family pictures because my great aunt was only in town for, literally, she flew in the night before and then was leaving the next morning. So they only had a couple hours to go to the park itself. And I understood. It's fine. I just wish I would have had a picture with my grandma and my aunt. And, you know, I wish I would have had pictures with the three of them. Other than those things, though, everything was perfect. And even now, looking back, I just kind of shrug about it. There was never a bridezilla moment where I was, you know, stamping my feet going, this was supposed to happen. I didn't e- it didn't even cross my mind until later that night when John and I were exhausted going, oh, yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> so it wasn't a big deal. Interesting. Was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then turned out not to be? Yes. Being the OCD person that I am, I'm also a bit of a control freak, as everybody that knows me will tell you. I was so worried that I was going to have to micromanage every little thing because I wanted it done a specific way. However, it was it was amazing. I had Julie and Kelly. Julie was my day of and Kelly was my longtime uh, fairy godmother, as I call her. And they were on it. And then, of course, I had my friends with me the day of as well. And they were reminding me of things I didn't even think of. One of my friends was like, hey, I haven't seen you eat in about a couple hours, you know, while we're waiting to go. Let me go get you something. You know, here's some water. I think I mentioned once that I was getting nervous. And I had five people all around me, you know, rubbing my back. And, oh, it's going to be great. You're going to be fine. Don't cry. Don't ruin your makeup. Like, (laughs) so I didn't have to micromanage a thing. And it was perfect. I loved it. That's wonderful. Is there anything you know now that you wish you'd known when you were planning? Yes. I wish that I would have known more about my photography options. Being as frugal and as on tight of a budget as we were, I simply tried to go with the cheapest photography option. And I had my future in-laws or now my in-laws do the videography. And I wish I would have looked into a different photographer because whenever I see their pictures, I'm just like, oh, I want that. And maybe their video services just because then it's more professional and it, you know, just looks nicer. And I wish I would have done more research on that. And I wish instead of pushing myself, I wish I would have done the park pictures officially like the next morning Um, because at Disneyland, they do offer that as well. However, you have to be, you ha- have to have gotten married there like within a month or something. Uh, it's, it's some super short time frame. Like you can't just purchase in park pictures on a whim and go do it like you can at Disney World. 
it has to be close to your actual wedding date at that location for you to go into the park and do it. And I wish I would have just rested that night and then gone and done that later. Because, oh my gosh, my in-park pictures, I look exhausted. So, because I was. Oh, interesting. When did you do your in-park pictures? As soon as my reception was over. We, <laughs> as soon as my reception was over, we went up to the Rockstar Suite again. And changed. I changed from a wet, my wedding gown into a cute white dress that I'd found at Torrid. Because it had to be park-appropriate attire. And then... John changed into a cute button-up and jeans, I think it was. And then we went into the park and took pictures not even an hour after being in our wedding attire. So I still have my hair done, like, I, you know, from that morning and <laughs> everything. But if you just look at those pictures, I am so tired. <laughs> I kind of kick myself for pushing it that hard. Oh. So then do you have any other tips or advice for future Disneyland brides and grooms? My biggest piece of advice is things are going to go wrong. No matter what you do, no matter how in control you want to be, it's going to go wrong. But that's fine. All that matters at the end of the day is that you got married to your best friend. That's the main goal. You're marrying your best friend and joining your families together. That's the point. And just breathe. Just if you see something not going the way you want it to, Just take a deep breath, go, I'm a princess and I'm going to, you know, deal with this in a princess-like manner and walk away and not freak out. Don't let it get to you. Is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? Yes. I'm part of a Disbrites group and I have a wonderful friend there named Mindy who runs a blog called thisfairytalelife.com and she actually featured John and I's wedding on her blog a couple months ago. Um, You can also find me on Facebook, and I have literally two albums full of pictures from both my professional photographer and all the pictures that my friends took as well. So there's a couple different options to see some more about my wedding. Wonderful. Well, Claire, thanks so much for taking the time to share the story of your day. I think it was really helpful for anyone who's considering an escape collection event at Disneyland, and I appreciate your taking the time. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, good luck to everybody planning your wedding. And just remember to breathe and it will be okay. (laughs) That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com/weddings.asp, or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com.